0: Hey everybody, it's Rob. I wanted to drop a quick bonus episode in the feed. This is going to appear in both Sprite Castle and You Don't Know Flack feed. So no matter which feed you subscribe to, you'll be getting this. And if you subscribe to both... I guess delete one. Uh, Earlier this week, I was invited to participate in an online stream where I and several other podcasters from the Amigos uh, podcast channel got together and basically everyone picked a different version of the classic Christmas game, Home Alone, and did a review of it. So on this episode, you will hear Aaron and Boat from the Amigos podcast. You'll also hear Aaron and his brother, The Brent, from R. presents you will hear cody eric and tim all from the popular podcast pixel guide in and finally you'll hear me from sprite castle as each of us have picked a separate version of home alone which we will review and defend Or maybe not defend. Uh, Anyway, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I hope you guys have fun listening to this. If you'd like to watch the video, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Amigos Retro Gaming, and a video of the show with all seven of us on Zoom is there as well. So anyway, just a little bonus episode. Hope you enjoy it, and I will be talking to you all soon.
1: Castle
0: Sprite Castle Sprite Castle you her Sprite Castle
2: Welcome to a mega show. We've smashed a bunch of podcasts together to bring you the biggest Christmas spectacular of all times. Allow me to introduce the brains behind the brawn, the man with the plan, and my personal buddy, the boat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Christmas
3: episode of Amigos 2020. We are here with the Amigos Retro Gaming Broadcasting Crew. Joining me from merry old England, we have first on the docket, Tim Sanxi and Drew. Hey, Tim. Hey, everyone. How you doing? We've got from Sunni, California. We've got Eric Nelson and Cody Hoffman. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hello, hello. (laughs) And we have from Oklahoma, the one and only Rob Flack O'Hara. Hey, Rob.
0: Hello, everybody. Happy holidays.
3: And from West by God himself. (gasps) Reporting live from Amigo Studios East, we have the Brent. Hey, everybody. Woo! <laughs> All right. And so our three shows, four shows on the network, Amigos, Everything Amiga, Pixel Guide In, ARG Presents, and Sprite Castle come together to bring you the Amigos Retro Gaming Holiday Spectacular 2020. That's right, folks. We're talking about Home Alone. Now, Home Alone, of course, one of the uh sort of modern Christmas classic movies directed by John Hughes, no slouch, in the movie banking business, probably made some of the most iconic movies of the past, you know, thirty years or so. Uh the movie's great, but we're not
2: here to talk about the movie. We're here to talk about the game. Each do, you think one the, of us. do you think the movie's actually great? I'm gonna jump I in. The, I watched this movie the other day. I watched the last half of it. I'm just gonna tell you when this movie came out, everybody loved it. I, I don't think it's that good. I'll be honest
4: with you. What are you? Are, it, am I the only one? It, um, it's a it's an okay movie, and it's not a Christmas movie. What do you mean? It takes oh. place during Christmas. <laughs> that does that a Christmas movie does not make. Otherwise, it has nothing to do with
5: Christmas. Other thoughts? I, I thought I it think, had everything to do with Christmas. Yeah,
4: it takes place during
2: Christmas.
5: They're you know, only Christmas.
4: No, nothing vacations. says Christmas Jimi- like murder. Jiminy Christmas. It's kind of like Die Hard being a Christmas movie. It has yeah, nothing it, to do with Christmas. It
1: just the same
0: happens. Same universe. These movies
4: in the same universe. Is
0: anyone, yeah, I mean, else, but,
1: does anyone else like this film? Macaulay Culkin prays about his mac and cheese. I mean, what's not Christmas about that? <laughs> That's, um, true. That's true. I, I think what I love about these eighties slash early nineties movies, they kind of have this this formula that I love, and it's just like this. Um, movie popcorn formula where the movie starts and you just kind of get led between one kind of prank to the next and just keeps going a lot of the movies are like that and i eat them up so yeah I, i'm not going to give it two thumbs up but it's enjoyable every time i watch it
2: how so old were you when this came out cody if i may ask
1: uh let's see what what is this 90 uh, somewhere in that yeah, ballpark yeah yeah i would i would say seven. seven all
2: right I so you're, seven yep yeah, I, I had graduated from high school by then, so I may have a different slant on it. I can see where a kid would like. I mean, I like the you road to with cartels.
0: the wet more than the kids.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I did. Those guys were they were hardworking. They were out there trying to make a buck. That little bum kept humiliating them, hurting them. <laughs> he burnt that one dude's head. That's no good.
3: You know, it's one thing. I'm not going to sit here and defend Home Alone as being a great film because I, I don't really know that much about movies. But I'll tell you this: <laughs> the uh,
2: that's that your excuse. <laughs> Yeah. You watch movies? You know, as much as the rest of us.
3: No, no. I watch far, far, far fewer films than I guarantee all of you have. Uh, but I'll tell you this, the the whole, the whole shtick of the movie, which is like, you know, the kid doing funny things to the guys. I just rewatched this when I found out we were playing it and I was shocked because all of that stuff happens literally in like the last 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. Like the yeah. first, you know, hour and 10 minutes is nothing but lead up. And I I totally didn't remember that from watching it as a kid, because when I watched it as a kid, the only thing I remembered was the guy stepping on a nail, the iron hitting the guy and all that stuff. So I thought that was
5: interesting. The main thing I remember from the film is the first time that he tried the aftershave. <gasps> oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's funny when I watch
0: the movie now because my biggest thing is uh hoping that those guys like I wonder about their insurance premiums like you know <laughs> yeah,
4: it's it's if you really step back and look at it the kid is trying to murder them and, yeah. the, and the 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 bandits are trying to murder the kid towards yeah. the end of the movie they're not even worried about stealing anything anymore it's all about killing mm. <laughs> very Christmassy. it is surprisingly
2: violent I mean yeah. you you hate violence. I don't know how you could put this movie over. He burns a dude's head. He rams a nail through that one guy's foot. Mm-hmm. Like he jacks these guys up. And then also when they finally catch that little freak, am I the only one that was rooting for them to mess him up? I would, I would have torn that kid in half. <laughs> and, and, and that, and the way they were talking, they were going to violently murder this child right That's on true. screen. That's and true. so it surprised me if that old man hadn't came in with the shovel, he'd have been, you know, gruesomely
4: murdered. You I'm know, gonna but, guess, Aaron. You're the only one that wanted to see the child murdered. Well, I mean, I'm I mean be wrong.
2: It was I wanted to see him murdered until they, until the deed was about to be done. Then I was like, I got a little, I got a little cold feet at that point. I'm not gonna lie to you.
5: So you just want Pesci to pick Pick Macaulay Culkin up and say, "Do I amuse you? Am I a funny guy?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Maybe Aaron smack just him around. the child to be maimed. That's, That's much right. better, Aaron.
2: <laughs> Luckily, Macaulay Culkin sort of maimed himself later on in his, his life. But actually, you know, Macaulay Culkin. Anybody want to take a guess at his age? He's older than me.
3: What's an over? Aaron, <laughs> give us the over/under on Macaulay. He's Culkin's probably
2: forty-three. He's he's forty plus. Oh, I'll okay. tell you that.
3: I remember when he turned forty, and I can't remember if it was last year or this year.
2: I saw him in a couple films as an adult. And he was quite good, to be honest with you, it was a surprisingly good actor uh i mean he's he's he's, got, he's a niche actor these days, but i mean he's he's, he's good now, he was on angry video game nerd too- uh, uh like last year as well, so but i mean he he can actually he's got good chops did you keep the shark at Richie rich? oh man, yeah, <laughs> I used to read those comic books too, so I was not happy with that particular film.
3: All right. I've just, I've just, uh, fact checked with Wikipedia. Macaulay Culkin 40 on the dot. I was close. Yeah. All right. We're not here to discuss the film. Well, I guess we sort of are because we just <laughs> did, but we're going to move on to the first port of the, uh, of Home Alone that we're going to talk about. I'm going to lead the charge this week to use Aaron speak. And, uh, we're going to talk about the NES version of Home Alone. Okay. So. The NES version of Home Alone was published by THQ. Uh, here's some trivia for you. Anybody know what THQ stands for?
5: The Toy Headquarters.
3: That's right. That's wow. Right. Not a lot of people know that. Wow. Not a lot of That's why he's that. on our show. Yeah. So <laughs> THQ, uh, they are of course defunct and one of the more famous uh, bankruptcy fall apartings of a company, video game company. Uh, and this game was developed by. This is crazy. Get ready. Bethesda developed this game. That's right. The same studio that gave us Elder Scrolls, Wolfenstein, Doom, Fallout 76. In their early days, just after they finished their sort of spate of uh, hockey games for the Amiga, which is where they cut their teeth, uh, they released uh, Home Alone. And they, fin- they, they followed this up with uh, two of the most important games in video game history. You've got Where's Waldo for the NES, the video game that no one asked for. And speaking of games that no one asked for, get this, in 1993, they completed the Mac port of Sword of Sodan. Because one things that Mac owners were begging for in 1993 was a port of Sword of Sodan. That's a good game.
2: That's a good game, Boat. Good for the Mac. I'm glad to see they got that.
3: Now... Uh, the the team behind this it was a two man team it was Paul Coletta and Randy Linden. Okay, uh, Paul Coletta didn't do a whole lot in the industry. Uh, he he also collaborated uh, with uh, Bethesda in the making of the Where's Waldo game. Does has anybody played Where's Waldo for the NES?
4: Nope. Nope. I have. Yes.
3: What do you think of it, Brent?
4: Well, it's Where's Waldo except you have to mouse scroll to everything, so it's horrible.
3: Yes. That's exactly it. Um, he did it. He did do an Apple II game called Time Tunnels, but that was it for Paul Coletta. Randy Linden did a lot more stuff. He's probably the the biggest project he p- probably did was he actually was responsible for uh, the rotoscoping on Dragon's Lair: Escape from Singe's Castle. Yeah, I now, played that. Now it, this is this is not the same as Dragon's Lair Two, right, Aaron? Uh,
2: well, escape Escape from Singe's Castle. Was, uh, well, I believe that was that was the, one of the Amiga releases where they just basically took some scenes they didn't use in the first one and stuck it in that one, yeah. Oh,
3: okay, and then they that
2: added some, you know, that's gonna be gold, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. So, anyway, that was th- that was the two man team behind Home Alone, okay. So, let's get into it. What do you do in the NES version of Home Alone, okay? Well, the game starts. And, uh, you have a a pretty nice looking intro screen. It's the outside of the, uh, Arnold house. Um, and, uh, that's where the, that's where the good times end, really. Uh, because as soon as you hit start, you see it looks a lot like the house from Little Computer People. Uh, it's Ah. designed in the same way. It's, it's got that dollhouse kind of cut in half look. The the house is divided into multiple levels. You have it's it's almost like two and a half levels, where you have the outdoor area. Then just above that is the first floor. Then you have the second floor, and just like in the film, you can leave the second floor on the right side and traverse a rope to get to your treehouse on the uh, on the right side of the property. You also have a basement area in the bottom of the of the house, of course, where you can go down. Now. Uh it, the the house itself is drawn pretty well, you know, each one of the rooms is detailed. Uh there's Christmas decorations hung up. Um everything looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Um what you do in this game is one of the more bizarre uh you know, play mechanics I've ever seen in a video game of this era. Uh this is something that you might expect uh, to see on the Fairchild channel F or maybe an Atari 2600 game, like an early Atari 2600 game, what you do in this game is you avoid the wet bandits. That's it. So the wet bandits uh, are chasing you right from the get-go. They're after you, okay? And what you do is you run away from them, and as you as you go through the house, you pick up objects, Okay. And these objects represent the different traps that, that, that Kevin, you know, unleashes on the, uh, the bad guys in the movie. So you've got marbles, uh, you've got, uh, Christmas lights or, you know, those lights that they step on and it causes them pain. You've got the little cars, you've got the spider, all of this stuff. Okay? So what you do is you're just, you're just rolling around through the house. You're picking up these objects. I think you can pick up three or four at a time. And as the bad guys catch up with you, because the bad guys can go probably three times as fast as you can, uh, you push the button and you drop the object. I think the, the A button drops objects and the B button picks objects up, although I might be confused about that. But anyway, that's, that's sort of the mechanic. Okay. How do you win Home Alone? You win... By avoiding the wet bandits for 20 minutes. Okay. So you actually, this game is a feat of endurance. You have to run around the house. You have to drop traps and just avoid being caught by the wet bandits for 20 minutes. If you do that, you beat the game. That's the game. Uh, there are ways that you can, um, you can avoid the wet bandits for longer periods of time. Uh, one strategy is that you can just sort of make loops on the outside of the house. So if you go up to the top floor, go out through the rope, go over the treehouse, down and in the front, and just make continuous loops. Doing that, you can probably you can get by pretty well. Uh, there's also areas in the house where you can uh, you can, for example, on the left side of the house, you can climb down the drain pipe. So there's tons of different areas where you can sort of make your escape. And one thing I'll give this game. Is that they really thought about that you know it would be one thing if they made the house just sort of you know one entrance and one exit and you're moving around through the rooms but you know being able to shimmy down the gutter or go across the rope that that's that's pretty cool um and the the music is okay it's it's just sort of a a singular tune that plays, although the music does change when you go outside and you're going across the rope um but you know there's there's actually places in the house where you can hide out. And you can you can rest, you know, for like five minutes and not get caught. However, what, you know, comes to your mind as you're doing this is like, you know, the best way to play the game is to not actually play the game. And then you, you run into this existential crisis. I'm like, OK, I'm winning by not actually doing anything. And that's sort of a crappy feeling. So, that's my
2: mantra in real
3: life. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is not a good game. This is one of the worst concepts of a game of all time because they didn't add anything to it you know what they should have done is they should have said okay you need to avoid the wet bandits for this amount of time but you also need to accomplish these three or four other things like you need to go to the basement and uh you know pour water on the on the on the the thing you know you need to set this number of traps then you need to call the police You need to visit the treehouse for some reason. And if you do all of those things and you avoid the wet bandits for a much smaller time limit, like maybe like five minutes, then you'd be, you can complete the game on like, like novice difficulty. And then as you move up through the difficulty levels, the game gets harder and you have to do more sort of intensive pranks to be able to get these guys. The way that this game works is nothing like that. Um, the items that you pick up and put down, they look like they were picked up right out of a ZX Spectrum title. And that's nothing against the Spectrum, but it's just, you know, that's, that was the only way that they could render detail objects is by setting them on a single color, you know, and then drawing them so they could be seen on the screen. It's very, very poor. Uh, Kevin himself bebops around like somebody that has some sort of ailment that allows him to not walk correctly. <laughs> Uh, he he does not look cool when he's walking. He, he looks he looks pretty lame. Uh, I will say that his his animation when he's going up and down stairs and up and down the ladder is better, but that's that's sort of uh, that's it's small praise. It's small praise. So, Home Alone gets a resounding F for me. Uh, is way below average as a game for the NES. Uh, this is definitely a game that you should avoid at all costs.
0: Wow, oh, coming out swinging.
2: Anybody, yeah, else, yeah. anybody else? Anybody else played this for the uh, NES? That would to try to try to defend it? No, I'm no, guessing I, these I, games I, I, weren't widely played. <laughs> no. I had a look at this boat, and uh, uh, it's not. It doesn't look that good. I would agree with you. it. <laughs> it doesn't look that good, but I mean. I mean, I don't know. It looks, I mean, graphically, it looks okay. I don't think you had to bury it like that. But, I mean, otherwise, the gameplay looks like crap. So, yeah. Yeah. I And,
3: and again, I want to reiterate that the graphics are not bad. The graphics are average. Okay. They're not spectacular, but they're not horrible. But can you name any other game where you have to do the same activity for 20 straight minutes to be able to complete it? I mean, 20 minutes is just such an extraordinarily long amount of time to do
0: anything. I would say air hockey and bar games. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah <laughs> that's fresh on your mind isn't
5: it
3: good stuff boatster all right so that is the nes version of home alone now we're going to move along to cody for his Ooh. port go ahead cody
1: well i guess i got the other um eight bit title here so, of course, uh, the hotly contested battle between the NES and the Master System wasn't actually a thing, at least not in the United States, um, which is probably the reason that the uh, Home Alone game uh, on the Master System only came out in the U.K., mm. um, which I figured out when I couldn't get running. Uh, <laughs> that will <fit>. so, yeah. <laughs> There you go. I got my, uh, my Master System here, and I got my, my, uh, my EverDrive. And uh, I I got it running. I mean, it turned on, and all of a sudden there's pixels everywhere, and you literally are jumping around. I'd hit pixels, and you'd die, and nothing was making sense. I went online, and I'm sure when I bought my EverDrive, uh, I probably knew this at the time, but there's literally only two games that the EverDrive would not render correctly, and this is one of them. Oh, my gosh. And I think when I purchased it, I probably said, that's fine. I'll never play Home Alone on the Master System.
0: <laughs> Here we are.
5: Little did so you I say to Thank Katie. the Amigos.
1: <laughs> for setting this up. Um, This game was created by Probe Software, um, which uh, did mostly, at least at the beginning, apparently I did a little research here, did mostly uh, Master System and Genesis ports of arcade games. Uh, And then they were sucked up into Acclaim in 1995 and became Acclaim London Studios eventually. Um, They also did uh, ports like OutRun and Mortal Kombat, so they weren't like a terrible game uh you know porter or anything they they've they got some good titles under their
5: belt they haven't um, they were a terrible game porter cody really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they did a lot of 8-bit stuff like commodore 64 and spectrum and yeah they were responsible for some really stinkers from destroying
1: some really high name titles
5: well i've played moral expert. But... gotcha sorry cody go ahead yeah that's
1: fine eight so when i turned this thing right off the bat rough start um Once I even got the correct uh, ROM on an emulator working correctly, uh, what I noticed is the music starts and then halfway through it like starts speeding up. Like once a certain screen goes away, it speeds up. And while you're playing the game, the music like changes uh, speed regularly, like as processes change. Um, So that's a little discerning. But the title screen alone was very um, uninspired. It is literally just the words home alone and a picture of Kevin in a white background. So I already know I was in for a rough game here. Um, now, when the games start to have these little, if you want to call them, cutscenes, cut images um, that were just straight up screen grabs from the movie that they probably ran through some kind of program to make them pixelated, um, and they look kind of like a, a a barely colored version of like the Game Boy camera. Remember that thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're not pretty. Um, but, of course, every time you start a game, you see Kevin with his uh, BB gun. And it says, you know, this is it. Don't get scared now. Um, and every time you get caught by a robber, you have to wait for a loading time. And then all of a sudden the cut comes up again, probably for the 50th time of, uh, what is it, Marv and uh, what's the other guy? The, the wet band, Harry. Mar- Marv and Harry holding you up on the door, you know, asking what are we going to do with him, Marv. You see these um, these cutscenes a lot. Let me just put it that way. And you have to wait for them. And that was a little discerning. When I got to the actual game, it actually looks pretty good. Um, the master system has really bright colors. Um, you know, I've always liked the color palette a lot better than the, the NES, and this does a good job of showing it. The actual sprite of Kevin and the bandits don't—they uh, don't look—they don't, look, don't move like humans. But everything else on the screen looks really good. Um, it actually controls fairly well, but kind of like uh, the NES game. And I know a lot of these games are kind of inspired by the same. Um, uh, maybe the movie studio went ahead and said, we, we do a, sh- a thing on the on the pixel guide and read a battle of the systems. We take games that have the same name. Uh, sometimes we've kind of veered away from it. They have the same name, but they're made by different companies. And you can see they're inspired by the same design choices, but they're made by different companies at different times. So they're completely different games. Um, I could see how the studio might have told all these companies, hey, we're going to do a, a side cutaway dollhouse, as Boat put it. And you're going to run around trying to escape the bandits, and they're going to try to steal everything, and you're going to try to save your your family jewels, um, and then the <laughs> company's made the,
3: the, the know, family the- jewels. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that happens
1: in the movie. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one, thing, one thing I'll say about this game is I'm, I'm watching a a, a a playthrough video of it here. Is that uh, Kevin can traverse, like you said, they don't move like like humans in this game. Kevin can traverse <laughs> from floor to floor like he's mapping going through the <laughs> floors of his house. I mean, he can jump down from floor to floor at any point by just sort of breaking through the fourth wall. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah, so by pressing down and jump, you literally just jump through the floor to the floor below you. However, if, Bo, do you see him walking upstairs at any point? No. Well, when you see him walking upstairs take note of how you literally walk upstairs at about a third, the pace of walking anywhere else in the house. Mm. Uh, Meanwhile, the bad guys still walk up the stairs. at. Oh yeah.
3: I see that now. I see that now in the game, the, the actual house, the the, the Arnold house itself is very bizarre looking. You've got some candy striped uh, wallpaper. It almost looks like the house from maniac mansion uh, rather than a, a house that anybody would live in.
1: Absolutely. Um, so what's interesting about this? I mean, like the gameplay. Let's get out of the way real quick. Is Marv and Harry are in there, and they're trying to find uh, treasures. On the first few levels, you only have one treasure in the house, and they're trying to get it. And once they get it, they'll start walking down to the bottom left of the screen. And if they get out that way, they steal your your jewel, and they're and you lose. So they're not trying to get Kevin in this game. They're trying to get the the treasure. Um, and then as things get longer the house magically changes shape. Because apparently every time you wake up your house physically has either more stories or your <laughs> living room and your kitchen are in a different place. Um so that's interesting. Uh one way you can without going up the stairs, you can find a sofa or a chair and you can bounce on it to bounce to upper levels. Um there's also a chute, kind of like in the in the movie, where you go down the uh like the dumb waiter chute. that mm-hmm. so you can go from the top story to the bottom story and uh Ultimately, the goal for you is to get to the treasure before they do, and go to the safe and lock it in the safe. So that all makes sense, and the gameplay uh, is what it is. It's not terribly exciting. In fact, it was kind of so mediocre, I'd actually rather it be worse. Um, But what's really interesting is the first three levels are in your home, and then I guess the developers got bored because the next three levels are in somewhere called the Fun House, which, instead of the Dumbwaiter, you've got like a mouth that you go in and you go down to the bottom. There's large telephones that that you can bounce on, which makes no sense. Um, Typically, there's a dog running around. Now it's like a balloon dog. Um, And then they get weirder and weirder. The next levels after that are called the greenhouse, which is more of a – it almost looks like a hotel entryway with, like, large water fountains and, like, hanging plants. Eventually, you make it to a powerhouse. I don't remember the powerhouse in the movie, but now we're in an industrial powerhouse. You go through a haunted house, and then uh, after you get past that point, I'm like, great, the game's probably almost over. No, you get to go back through all of them again. Um, There's 30 total levels in this game. Um, But what I noticed, the main issue with this game for me was, first of all, even when it worked well, it was kind of ho-hum. It was kind of boring. But you'd really often find yourself in situations where things are walking towards you faster than you can escape. And you're basically hoping the animation of you picking up something or putting it in the safe uh, happens before something hits you. Because you start that safe animation, you've got like a half a second and someone's already walking up the stairs and coming at you. Um, I, I got pretty frustrated trying to play this game. Um, I think you really just have to learn how to memorize where every treasure is on every map. And by the end, you're trying to get like eight treasures or something. I didn't make it past, I think, level seven out of 30, so I had to watch a, I had to watch a playthrough where someone actually stomached the whole game, um, so for me, it was really, um, oh, and I, I forgot I to mention this, too, I guess in later levels, about after you play 20 levels, you actually have to dig through drawers and stuff, trying to find treasures that are hidden, either drawers, uh, hidden in like drawers, or um, cupboards, or a chests, things like that which they don't explain at the beginning of the game so you always have the ability to dig through things but you never find anything until like level 20 um so i think there's actually a lot here there's a good the bones are good but they definitely uh, could have made some choices um some gameplay refinements that that would absolutely help it uh become a better game i looked at kind of all kinds of uh other review magazines and things and they kind of uh Listed it around a fifty to sixty percent game, which is really what it is. It's not; it's good enough to not be terrible, but it's not good enough to want to play, which makes it even worse to me. It's like I'd rather watch a bad B movie than just a bad boring
2: movie. Yeah, and this is a bad yeah.
3: one. It's bad I'm not going to lie movie. to you, Cody. This game looks like Mega Man Two compared to the
2: NES version. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so much more complicated than mine. That's what makes
5: color it sound <laughs> looks good. The color and the, and the graphics look good. It's, you know? So what's interesting, Cody, is that seems more like a platformer. Is that right? It kind of got more of the platformer genre rather than some of the other ones where you've got different cutscenes and all that sort of thing. It's just more of a straight-up
1: platformer, isn't it? I, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's got the cutscenes in between every time you die, which kills the flow. Uh, it's like a platformer, mappy kind of a thing where you just kind of go through different levels. Um, the other thing I will say where the NES game looked more interesting to me is that you can get different traps and lay them down and do things like that. And here, the only thing you can get to, to ward off anything is one place in the level there are going to be uh, three BBs. So you load your gun with three BBs, and you have, that's all you get the entire level. Mm. Um, not to mention, Eric, there is on uh, every one of these levels there is a time limit.
6: Not good. your favorite. Well
1: <laughs> yeah, so you can lose by taking too long. You can, lose, you can lose by them touching you. You can lose by them grabbing the treasure and leaving with it. If they do grab the tre- treasure, you have to shoot them with the BB gun so they drop it. They don't drop it in front of you. They drop it like three stories up. Uh, and then you're already down to like seven seconds, so you're done.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, that is—it's uh, certainly a different a different type of game, and that's what I—that's what I was hoping is that we wouldn't get just carbon copy ports on all these different systems. Yeah. It seems like this was different enough to make it worth discussing.
2: You know, the master system always gets—they always get like they're never powerful enough to get like a straight port, but often their little wacky ports end up being pretty good of different stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
3: their port of OutRun destroys the Amiga. Well, version.
2: I mean, it. Absolutely uh, listen, destroys no it. kidding. But, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I like the fact, I like when they have to remake stuff to, to fit it on a machine because you get different people in there, and they're like, listen, we're not even going to try to do what they do on every other system. Let's try to do something remotely different. And I, I do appreciate that about the Master System.
3: Yeah, yeah. All right. Any final thoughts on the master system version of uh, Home Alone before we move on?
1: I think I've said it all.
3: All, well all right. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna stroll on over to the Best Coast and talk to. Oh, actually, I guess we're still on the. We're we're, we're going from sea to shining. See how far apart do you and and uh, and Eric actually live physically, Cody? How many roughly
1: minutes r- roughly three miles.
3: Three miles. We're, okay, so we're just <laughs> going down the
2: street. That's about, about, about like me process.
3: and you, boat. Yeah, that's and, right. And Brent. Uh, so let's 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 saunter on down the avenue to talk to Eric about his game. Eric, what you got?
6: So we. So me. We. I always uh, assume <laughs> doing the pixel gun show. I did the port on the uh, Game Boy version. And listening to your other versions, which I didn't really check out many of the other versions, but the Game Boy version is different. um, And I think they had to make it different because of the screen real estate. Obviously, it's on a mobile system, the Game Boy. Um, It it is more of a flick screen kind of platformer where um, every time you go to a different part of the go left or right, you get a different screen. So you're not having a scrolling level. But ultimately the goal of the game – well, first I should say this game was made by THQ as well, in, and it came out in North America in 91. Um, it The graphics aren't bad for Game Boy. I mean, the reason I wanted to do this game was I haven't played a ton of Game Boy games, so I wanted to jump, jump into a platform that was something fresh for me that I hadn't played a ton of. So um, I started that. And so the game basically is you – um, it does the same theme on all these other home alone ones, but you are trying to collect items so this is an exploration game. You are looking around for items, and some of them are are evident they 're in the hallways they 're on the floor, and some of them are hidden in places like behind pictures on the wall or they 're in drawers and in, in the game, you press up to look inside of items too, and then when you find something, it jumps out of the item, so like you go to, up to a picture, you press up, and it will pop out. And you go and you collect items, and you can only carry so much in your bag. And so you go around and you're collecting items. Now, I was, I'm glad um, Cody brought up the time limit thing. One thing immediately that I liked about this game is there's no time limits. And in, in an exploration <laughs> game, if you have a time limit, you have lost. Um, you do not put time limits on exploration games, period. So it, luckily in this one, there's no time limit. So you, there are four wings in the house, and the goal is really to look for items. And when you fill up your bag, um, you have to take it to a laundry chute. You drop the items in the laundry chute and you keep looking until you've exhausted all the number of items you're looking for on each level. Each, and each level is, is called a wing of the house, and there are different wings. And, and you go and you, and you, you find it, and all along there are enemies. And you go through the enemies and you, it then becomes a light puzzle game. You have to figure out how to pass the enemy without him touching you. And um, if he touches you, you lose, you have, I think three bars of, of um, a hit bar. And then when you lose that, you lose a life and then you have to go on. Now in the game, you also get power-ups, power-ups will pop out. There's a slice of pizza, slice of pizza that if you collect eight pieces, you get an extra life. Uh, If you get a cookie, you regain one of the hit points, which you have three hit points. Um, If you get a pizza box, you gain one extra life. And if you get the aftershave, you temporarily have invulnerabilities to all the enemies. (laughs) Um, And you basically fill up your bag, which is usually about eight to 10 items. You go, you do the laundry chute, you go and you find more. And then when you're done, you get a key and you go into the room, into the basement where you have to, there's some challenge down there. And in, in these challenges, it was somewhat like pitfall. You have to, like, time your jumps. It then becomes more of a pitfall kind of thing where you're not, you know, firing at things, which I should mention you do have weapons in this game. You have a water pistol, a slingshot, a baseball, and a BB rifle. And when you find these, you can hit the select button on the Game Boy to switch between different weapons. So anyway, once you do that, you unlock it. And this is what threw me when I was first playing this game before I read anything about it, is then you, you fight, like, this giant ant, And you have to defeat him as a boss. And then you find – then there's one level that has ghosts in it. I'm like, what does this have to do with Home Alone? (laughs) But once I read through the manual, I I read these are – you're facing his nightmares. So you're you're – Honey, I shrunk
1: Macaulay Culkin.
6: (laughs) (laughs) So you you basically – you find his nightmares and then you fight his nightmares and then the ultimate goal is to beat the bad guys. And then there's one final boss, which is the – what is it, the heater, radiator thing, the boiler, the boiler thing? And it you? comes to life and it's shooting fireballs at you. Now, as if anyone has listened to Pixel Guide knows, I don't beat a lot of games. Um, I'm not a super great gamer at all, but um, I'm going to tell you guys, and this might uh, shame me a bit, I actually enjoyed this game. Oh. I, settled, I settled down with a couple of pints of stout. Cheers.
7: Yeah. <laughs> and
6: that's re- really smoothed it over for me. And it, this has four wings, and, I, and I, I spent about two, two and a half hours on this game, and I got game over a couple of times, but I ended up finally beating the game. I think and that
2: level. deserves a round of applause.
6: Yes.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Outstanding. I guarantee you're sure. probably the only one that pulled that trick. You're, you, <laughs> you know, it, it's, funny. Alone <laughs> game. It, it's
3: funny. It's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm watching this right now, and this, this really looks like a game you yeah. know like it, it looks
5: <laughs> like it, it, which is high, high rated, praise high, yeah, high, high, high praise
3: <laughs> and there's something about the you know one of the things that i loved about game boy games as a kid growing up that wasn't very good at games is a lot of times they did dial back the difficulty some from mm-hmm. the console counterparts i noticed this with the uh there was a teenage mutant ninja turtles game called fall of the foot clan and i could beat that game and i couldn't beat teenage mutant ninja turtles for the nes no way no one no, can no. it's a tough one yeah and so, you know, in th- this game, it looks pretty good. You know, the graphics are, you know, for a Game Boy game, of course, they look great. I like the idea of you sort of mounting this this pile of treasures, you know, in the basement, dropping them down the laundry chute. I like any game that allows you to amass a fortune, you know, somewhere off screen, sort of like Nest DuckTales, um, so that that part appeals to me. This is it looks like it's a lot more platforming than the the master system or Definitely. the uh, the the NES versions of the game, which is, you know, it adds variety to the gameplay. So yeah, I'm going to have to check this one out.
6: It's a, it's actually pretty good and and it it um now, when it gets to level three and four, it does the ramp up the difficulty quite a bit. Level one and two, I could see like a kid getting this game back in the day and like going, Oh wow, this is fun. You know what? Level one, two. Level three and four get pretty tough, but I mean kids back then, you know, you'd get a game one every a game every three, four months. So you could really sink your teeth into this one. I I I, I gotta say, I mean, I enjoyed this game. I I, I spent some good time with it and I got. I. I mean, listen. It's not a great game. It's definitely not one a game that you should rush out and buy. Um, but it. You I mean if you have it on an Evercade and you want to spend waste a couple couple hours, you can't. You. You can do a lot worse than this game.
2: There you go. Rigging endorsement. Yeah. yeah Still, I mean that it. I like the flip screen stuff. I'm. I guess I'm old school. I always like that. It looks. I will say. You know, uh, the game. The game was a lot like the Master System. They also. Always have to redo it for themselves, and this and sometimes that's a horrible disaster. But this actually looks like you said it looks like an actual game. So, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: I liked on the video. I liked the uh, opening burglar. The guy he looks like Boris from Rocky and (laughs) Bowling. One of the bandits. All right. Well, thank you, Eric. That was, uh,
3: you know, I, I really, again, I'm, I'm sort of shocked at how different all these are. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we're going to be ultra, ultra shocked with our with our next guest. Uh, we go from the least graphically capable system to the most with Flax Choice. Flack, why don't you tell us about your port of Home Alone?
0: I'm going to start off by saying I uh, I really wanted to play Home Alone for the Commodore 64, uh, but uh, there is no port for the Commodore 64. So I, I went online and I found what I thought was the worst version of Home Alone, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you by the end of this review, I'll have all of you agreeing that this is the best version of Home Alone. Wow. Uh, this is Home Alone for the PlayStation Two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you may not have played this because this is a UK only uh release
3: what's it's, with the uk only releases of home it was home alone like a massive massive hit tim was it was it huge in the uk
5: i wouldn't say it's any bigger than anywhere else i guess but um yeah it was it was a successful film over here okay um, it was so
0: successful yeah. in the uk that this game was released in 2007 Uh, was released in 1990. So I did a little math. That would be like someone releasing a movie or a a game right now for Too Fast, Too Furious or Finding (laughs) Nemo. Um, It's a pretty big gap (laughs) to to grab onto uh, a license. So uh, it was published by Blast Entertainment. Blast Entertainment says that they uh, specialized in developing and producing content based on family-oriented licenses from movies, TVs, and classic characters. Some of their most popular games were Bob the Builder Festival of Fun, Uh Mr. Bean's Wacky World, (laughs) Casper's Scare School, and Garfield Lasagna World Tour. Hmm. Uh, But Blast was the publisher. The developer was Coyote Developments. Uh, Their top-listed games that they developed include Bratz Forever Diamonds, (laughs) Flintstones Bedrock Racing and Mary Kate and Ashley get a clue. Now I want you to think. You know, all these uh, Home Alone games have things uh, that are similar, and when you when you boil down Home Alone to its essence, there's two words that come to mind: locking doors. <laughs> So the key, what this game is all about is essentially locking doors. That's not true. You also lock windows. Um, (laughs) This uh, game is presented in this uh, somewhat strange, top-down, kind of isometric view uh, of Kevin's house. Now, you can play one of four kids right off the bat. You can play Kevin or Kelly. You can be Carl or Carla, and they all have slightly different specs. There are also six different burglars, uh, so it's not just the two from the movie that you know. You have Harry, Ernest, Vinny, Marv, Mac, and Bob, who collectively, collectively, I call the Dum Dums, uh, because they are not smart enemies in this game.
1: Now, now is there a chance those guys are from home alone three i haven't seen that one yet three
0: four possibly i think there's a five somehow that, <laughs> all right, all right. i mean so they may be uh other generations uh, fortunately they all use the exact same well there are two different character models uh so half of them look like marv and half of them <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh look like the other guys. so um As you can see the video, if you can see this, you have this isometric view. There are five different levels in this game, and there are all these things that you have to pick up inside the video there. Uh, Some of them are toolboxes, and the rest of them are weapons. And so the goal is uh, every level has two parts. The first part is you have to go around and get toolboxes and use them to seal the parameter. Uh, So you have to go close all the outside doors and windows on the outside of the level. The second half of the level is you have to basically kill all of the burglars. Now, um, if you kill a burglar while the doors and windows are not locked, they just respawn and they come right back in the house. So there's really no sense in killing the burglars before uh, you've sealed off the house. Um, And these, um, I mean, these guys are really dum-dums. They just kind of patrol the level. They walk around. Now, if they see you, uh, which is basically line of sight, if you're in front of them, they will start running after you, and you have to run away, and it's um, pretty easy to lose these guys, like walk around a corner, uh, and they kind of forget where you are. Um, All the doors on the interior of the level are like um, those swinging doors in a bar, so you just walk through doors, uh, and you can walk around and lose these. Um, Also, all the weapons of the toolboxes uh, constantly regenerate. Every time you get them, if you just move off the screen and come back, they're there again. So there's really no shortage of uh, these things to pick up. Now, um, the weapons. Let's talk about the weapons that you can get. Uh, There are weapons you can pick up that you can throw forward in a straight line, and those are flower bombs and irons, which if you've seen the movie, you know why they have those. Um, There are also lobbing weapons, which are bowling balls and tarantulas, and when you uh, use these, like when you use the tarantula, it scares the burglar, and then they run until they run into something, which causes damage, Uh, and then there are weapons that are dropped weapons, you drop them behind you as you're running away, Uh, so there's a oil can, which makes a little oil spill, so I don't know why they've brought in uh, the weapon from Spy Hunter into uh, Home Alone, but uh, there's also glue. There is a spring, which does very little damage, but the most important one is a firecracker, and you could drop that behind. Now, these guys, uh, the dum-dums do not avoid the the things that you drop. So if you just drop a firecracker and stand on the other side of it, they come after you and they run into it. But, um, again, there's no uh, point in, in killing the dum-dums before you go around and seal up the parameter of the level now there are uh, five different levels there's a garden there's the basement there's a ground floor there's the first floor and then there's an attic and each one of these uh has two different levels so there are 10 levels uh all together as you progress through the game each level has more windows uh and then more dum-dums that will chase you around uh so Really the the only way to get killed in a level is to get chased by uh two of the dum-dums at the same time. Like if they're they're like you run into one or you're running from one and run into the other. Now uh I did play this quite a bit. I had to play it through emulation, my uh my PS2, I couldn't play it. Um and There are a few bugs in this game, and one that I had happen twice, and I didn't play this that long, so it makes me think this is pretty easy to do, is to um, get one of the dum-dum burglars caught, uh, like they'll get caught on the terrain, stuck in a doorway, or or stuck on something, and they'll just sit there and run in place, and then none of the other dum-dums will chase you. So I guess the game is programmed so only one person chases you at a time, But once that guy gets stuck, all the other guys just kind of wander around like weird zombies. Uh, It's kind of strange (laughs) when you actually see it in play. So uh, that's kind of the gist of this game. Now, I I literally picked this when I I, I went uh, to Moby Games. I looked at the different ones. I went on YouTube, and I know Aaron did a stream of uh, Paperboy for the Nintendo 64, and I thought... (laughs) This literally looks like when the paperboy goes home. Uh, I mean it's just
2: <laughs> it looks very similar. Yeah, I saw vector,
0: that. Yeah, people that that wander around, uh the closing of the doors and the windows, there's a little bar that shows up over it and it felt to me Uh, A lot like those Lego games where you go around and you have to build something and you just hold down a button and Legos build. It's like that. So once you have a toolbox, you just go to a door, hold down a a button, and then the little bar goes across, and then eventually it says, okay, it's locked. Um, I I, uh, made a mistake the first time I played by not locking the doors in order and you have to go up to each door to see if it's locked or not locked. So if you don't do them in some sort of systematic order, you will spend the entire time walking up to doors that are already locked. So you kind of just you know, either work clockwise or, or counterclockwise uh, or whatever. So uh, I'm not going to lie. I picked this game because it looked terrible and because uh, it literally looked like it had nothing to do with Home Alone. I mean, there are some burglars. Uh, you know, in the video right now that's playing, you are trying to keep the burglars out of your walled garden for some reason. Like it's very strange. But when I played it, it was actually kind of fun. I did enjoy uh, the fact that you have to run around. Some of the weapons are, are appear in rooms or parts of the house that uh, are dead ends. So you kind of have to be careful. It's easier, you know, it's easy to um, uh, get yourself trapped. Uh, in a way, so you kind of have to run around in circles and pick things up. Uh, you know, the the actual gaming controls are not that difficult. You use a button to flip through um, your inventory, so you pick which weapon you want to use at that time, and then the other button uh, uses, uses that. So, you know, if a guy's chasing you, you flip through to, uh, you know, firecrackers if you have them or, or springs or whatever. Um, I did find some online instructions that said... Some of the weapons were only available to some of the characters, so I don't know if that's a. a I mean, they're they're equal weapons, you know. Like um, only uh, uh, the girls can only use the bowling ball, while the boys can only use the tarantula. They're the same the same weapon, basically, with different graphics. So I guess that's to get some sort of replayability. Um, but the other thing that that uh, I'll throw in is that unlike i think most of the games that will be mentioned today this version of home alone also offers multiplayer split screen yeah. Yeah. so if you've played through Fine, uh, uh, you, you have to, on, on the one player, you can only go back and start on levels that you've already beat. So if you've only beat the first level, when you jump in, you know you can only go on that level. But on the multiplayer, it does split-screen gaming, which everybody loves, uh, and um, you can start on any level you want. And so you and, and your sister or whoever these other people, I couldn't find any other mention of these kids in any of the Home Alone movies. So I don't know where they came from. Uh, but, but for some reason, they're trapped in your house with you. Um, so you can do a split screen, and, and you can take on uh, these uh, goofball burglars that kind of walk around like zombies until they see you. So, so one are you, thing
6: are you, are you beat the game? <laughs> I watched somebody applause?
0: on YouTube beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> I did play it for a while, and, and it was kind of fun. And then you get to, uh, you know, the first level – I think there are like 10 doors that are locked and there are three dum-dums. And so it's not that hard. You know, you go around and you're like, uh, and by like level three or four, I think on one level, uh, there's 28 doors. And I thought, who can afford a house with 28 doors and not an alarm system? Like, I don't know what's (laughs) going on over there. McAllister household, you know.
3: <laughs> well, another thing that I've noticed about the McAllister household, and I apologize for calling them the Arnolds before, of <laughs> course, uh, Kevin Arnold, uh, Fred Savage on the Wonder Years,
7: um,
3: is, is that Kevin uh, Kevin lives in a house that appears to be, uh, you know, eighty five percent manicured garden and twenty five percent weight room. Uh, where are where you know where are the other rooms of the, of the house? And, uh, and, and what, it just seems weird that they wouldn't actually make most of the game be about unlocking and lock. I mean, it's fine if you want to make a game about locking and unlocking doors and windows. Listen, man, nothing beats a house for having lots of windows and doors. It's one of the things that houses do best. So why not have, you know, why not just make the whole game a big house? And then you can populate the rooms with all kinds of different, you know, furniture and stuff like that, like the, like the other games.
0: But there is a a ratio of rooms to doors and windows. So I mean, by level four or five, you think I've already seen 150 rooms in this house. It's like a, like some kind of twisted nightmare that this kid is stuck in, where he's just in a, a house that's uh, you know like a Twilight Zone. Like behind every door, there's more rooms and stuff. And every so.
1: and every time he wakes up, his house is different. I've always noticed in all these games, I don't I, I don't remember in the in the movie them living in like an ultra mega mansion. But apparently in all these games, they are assumed to live in some huge, enormous mansion. Is that not correct? I want to see a game where they actually are realistic, and you're running away from robbers in a like three-bedroom, two-bath <laughs>
2: home, like a rental house.
4: Well, to be fair, their family was huge, yeah. so
2: they had to have a pretty good-sized house.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Black, that is, that is certainly... A game, you know, for the PlayStation. You two. know, th- th-
2: that game was universally panned everywhere I went when I was looking for video for it. Everyone was like, "Look at this thing, PS2, Home Alone," and I kept watching. I was kind of like flacked. I was like, yeah, "This looks okay." I mean, I mean, I also already played mine, so there was also that.
1: <laughs> but I, I mean, think the other thing, the other thing to consider too is not only was this a PS2 game about a seven-year-old movie. It was a PS2 game that came out when the PS3 was already out. About a seventeen-year-old movie.
0: <laughs> mm, good point. Good point. <laughs> you know, in in Eric's review when he was talking about uh, you know how you're in Kevin's nightmares and things like that, it made me yeah. wonder if those are levels that were intended for some other game or something, and then they just thought, well, I'll throw that in. And when I was playing this, I thought this would be an okay game without the whole Alone license. You know, I mean, it could just be a you know a tower defense kind of. Uh, a style game like I, the fact that you say home alone like you know some of you guys your games you've shown to have uh, uh screens from the movie and uh and that fancy home alone logo uh like this game doesn't <laughs> really leverage any of that stuff you know and yeah um, you, 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 you can, can see them saying dead. hey
6: hey i lost the license for home alone let's just make this a freddie krueger game
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah. sprites in there right I yeah, it head, could certainly be like any, any kind of license yeah so i, I thought uh yeah, they, they didn't and especially I mean, you know, they go, that's a home alone game where you could be three kids that were not in home alone. <laughs> Odd choice. Yeah.
3: All right. So we move on now. Thank you very much, Flack, for that uh that review of the PS2 port. Now we move on to the half of ARG Presents that consistently has good, intelligent things to say. The Brent. Is it my
4: turn? <laughs> but What the I- hell, Boat? <clears throat> I apparently won Christmas because I have a game that's almost a game and has to do with Home Alone. So I don't know how I did this, but I pulled it off. I am looking at the DOS port of Home Alone, uh, developed by Manly and Associates. Ooh. Ever heard of them? Nope. <laughs> yes. So, And who published it? Capstone Software. Uh, this was done by two people. Uh, Ivan Manly, who is the one of the main head honchos of Manly and Associates. What, what a name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I Manly. Think about it.
3: These are my associates.
4: I'm I <laughs> Manly. And Dave Albert. Not, uh, as, not as good. Uh, I had a few programmers in there, too. So, this, like I said, my version is actually like the movie. Uh, you start out, and it's 8 p.m. And you know the burglars are coming, and you have to prep the house. And it is all about running around, gathering items, and then placing them uh, spy versus spy style, so that, you know, somewhere that the trap would logically make sense. If it's a... Uh, you gather up all the Christmas ornaments and you put them on the floor or you gather uh, a bowling ball and you shove it in the door frame and you've got the, uh, the tar and you put it near the stairs. It all makes sense, right? It's, it, and if you've seen the movie, because it won't let you put a trap anywhere, if you've seen the movie, you've got a leg up because you know that the, uh, the hot iron thing that he puts on the doorknob, it has to go on a doorknob. So you put it on the front door doorknob. Uh, and the house layout on mine, it's a side-scrolling game uh, that does have flip screens, but it, it, they're long flip screens. So you can actually scroll the screen for a fair amount, uh, three or four screens worth, before you have to either go through a doorway or go up a set of stairs or whatnot. So you're gathering your items, and, and you're setting your traps, and at 9 p.m., they come in. The Wet Bandits break in and they break in at two different entry points like one is at the main entrance and one is uh at the basement i believe and they're gu- and they're gunning for you right and you've got the screen uh it's a it's in a widescreen setup where you have your viewpoint and what you're seeing in the room that you're in and you have two screens at the top of each burglar and you can't actually see what they're doing so much as you it has an animation of them walking and what's awesome is if they hit one of your traps, right, it, it animates it. It doesn't show the the trap go off, but it shows their reaction to it. If they fall down or if they get burnt or if you, something lands on their head or the tarantula attacks and they have to run away, all that's animated up in the screens in the, in the upper left and upper right-hand corner. So you're running around the house. You've got all these traps set up, and – you you can get your BB gun for a little extra defense, and now it's all about steering them into your traps because they they don't know where you are per se, right? So if you were up on the for, on the top floor and it has the top floor, of the attic, uh, a main bedroom floor, it mostly has all the bedrooms and the bathrooms. The main floor, that's like the kitchen and the living room, and then the basement, which is just one big, long room that has a bunch of stuff. So you're running around. If you set all your traps and you run up to the top floor, they hit tons of traps on the way. It's awesome seeing their animations, and they're falling down and all this stuff. But the problem is you have to hit them with 10 traps each. Each trap does 5 damage to them, and you have to score 50 damage to uh incapacitate the burglar so if you just hide in the attic and the attic has no escape uh you're 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 screwed because they were eventually going to get to you and they wouldn't have hit enough traps and they're going to capture you and and it's over uh and they really set the scene right because they they have clip's Uh, digitized pictures from the movie, and it's all the the most important scenes. His hands over his cheeks, him standing in his battle gear with his BB gun, uh, and it it all sets you up for this awesome gameplay experience. And you're setting the traps, and you're doing all this stuff, and the timer hits, and they're coming after you, and you have to jump over your own traps. When you're setting the traps during the timer phase, you can't set off your own traps. But when you're trying to maneuver them, back into the traps if you hit a trap it sets it off and you can only set up 20 traps and you can shoot the bb gun three times this does five damage so if you set off more than three of your own traps you cannot win game over now you I'm
3: can't actually you. die by your own traps though right you can't
4: you die no it just it sets the trap off and your you, your guy goes like oops or oh he gets stunned for a second but that's it okay so Here's some fun game. Sounds great. In it, graphics are good. Uh, they're nice and colorful. The sprites are of decent size. Uh, things that look like Christmas bulbs or robots or tarantulas look like what they're supposed to. Uh, the, the animation is fluid enough. It's not perfect, but it's okay. The sound, it's not great, but it's okay. Then the controls hit. And I do not know what these people were thinking. Uh, you first off, can you change the control the control scheme? Yes, you can set your keys. However, to do so, you have to exit the program, edit config files, and this is what it says in the manual to do. Right? So n- no one's going to be doing this. No normal person is going to be opening config files and setting up keys like that. It's not going to happen. So the keys that are default in the game, you've got your arrow keys to move. Makes sense. The space bar makes messages go away. Like if it has a a prompt that says you have too many items or whatnot. Your inventory is controlled by picking up an item is F1. Using an item is F3. Cycling through your items is F2. And to jump, you hit tab. Tab. <laughs> tab. in a game. So I guarantee most people who've played this and given it just horrible reviews have sat down, tried to play it, not knowing the keys, and and just struggled mightily. Oh, and to shoot the BB gun, I think it is the inner key on the numpad. I might be wrong about that, but it's something stupid. And the game itself is okay. It's not going it, to – they could have made it better. It would have been more awesome if you you, you could set traps after they're already in the house. You can't do that. You only have your, time, your prep time to set stuff up. Um, it could have been made better if the traps would have made a little bit more sense. You drop a lot of stuff just on the ground. And I think if you should set, be able to set something on the ground, you should be able to do it anywhere. But it doesn't let you. It has to be in a specific spot. The game is so close to being fun and entertaining. And it is absolutely ruined by this horrible control scheme that is obviously thought up in the minds of madmen. Men. Uh, also, the game is re ridiculously hard it's easy to play which is nice because when you are picking up items and putting them down and, and managing your inventory uh all that flows fine but actually winning the game means that uh each of the wet bandits has to hit basically all your traps not gonna happen i tried and tried and tried and tried and was never able to get more than 40 damage on one bandit and the other guy had like nothing. Uh, but the game is entertaining. It is very true to the movie. Very, very true. And, uh, it is outside of the realm of what you would normally expect to be playing for a home alone game. Uh, would I buy this? No. Would I recommend playing this? Yes, I would. Yes, I would take the time, go into the config and, uh, you know, change those key bindings, but it, it it's a playable game. It's a very playable game, and being able to go through the uh, laundry chute to get down to the basement quickly and allows you to maneuver around like that. You're, you're going up and down staircases. Thumbs up. I think this is a very playable game, and I, I can't imagine that uh, the Amiga port is too far from this. I guess we'll hear about that, but I really had fun with this.
1: I think it's also impressive that the house is the right size. It has the appropriate number of windows and doors. Yes. So I've no Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah the, the house is actually – it's very well uh, uh, laid out. You never are like, this doesn't make any sense. Why did the kitchen go to, like, the attic? You know, everything works. It looks like they actually took the house from home alone to the best of their abilities and made it into a game. It is definitely <laughs> – From what I've heard and seen, the most Home Alone version of Home Alone.
1: Now, Brent, was there an option to plug a joystick in there, like a Gravis pad
4: or something like that? Uh, I was able to do a joystick setup, but at least in my configuration, uh, I was able to use the joystick to move, but I still had to use the keys for inventory and stuff like that. Like a
1: one-button joystick or something?
4: Uh, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and and the button was not the button I needed it to be. So is there a way to manipulate all of these things and to get into that config config file and really do it proper? Probably. Uh, but I know I couldn't figure it out. Now, granted, I didn't sit down and tinker with it. I, I got the controls as were and just kind of rolled with it after I figured it out. Also, the instruction booklet in this game is worthless. Uh, they have the... The code box where you look up the code to to the copy protection, uh that's well done. But most of the manual is just like, good luck, sucker. <laughs> so it, it, that's a part of it, of course, never going to be good for an old DOS game. But uh, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I had a good time with it.
0: You know, I feel like the Brent might be taking a little dig at some of our other games, uh saying that – uh <laughs> uh, that, his, that the house in his game was appropriate to the movie. But I will just say that in my game and some of the other games, I don't feel like I had to lean on the license as a crutch oh. to try to, uh, <laughs> try to spin something that might have had nothing really to do with Home Alone. <laughs> Thrown down. But, uh,
4: Heaven forbid they use that license to its potential. Who knew?
0: <laughs> I will say, uh, I have played this. I played this version uh, years ago, uh, and I did take it out for a spin. And, and Brent does nail it that the controls are uh, like. like um, almost like somebody uh, made a bet. Like, I bet you can't, like, you know, <laughs> like a game of Boggle, where you would, <laughs> like, put all the keys on a keyboard and a thing and switch around. Like, I guess we'll use tab, you know, and, yes. and like that. But um, uh, playing play.
4: It was the- definitely yeah. something where... I Because I, you do the little hunt and pick thing when you find your, your new game, right? And you're trying to figure out what stuff does. And the N key instantly ends the timer that's the i've set all my trap i just want the game to continue with kudos for having that be a key but it was i was hunting and pecking, trying to figure out what was going on i hit that key probably a half a dozen times and i was just like oh <laughs> I was like all right come kill me let's try it again
0: i, I wouldn't say this this version and, and possibly the amiga version were the only two that made me uh feel nostalgia and not necessarily for Home Alone, but for these systems and and in the DOS version, it's because the music you get that Ad kind of sound blaster music, and uh, it it kind of takes you back to that era.
2: I agree. I agree. You know, you know, boat you might as well just go ahead and let me go next because my game is almost identical to Brent's. Okay, man. Sure. The big difference is Brent's an idiot, and so I'm going to set oh. everyone correct once <laughs> again. This is why I would do a show with the Brent, so I can make sure people get the, the facts.
6: This game's I hate a d- it when mom and dad fight.
2: Well, I uh, take off. This game's a dud. <laughs> this game's a big old dud, my friends. I'm going to I'm going to give you the scoop here. First of all, my game uh, on the Amiga, and listen, this is the Amiga, the crown jewel of the '60s. The big dog. We need more than the DOS port, but this is actually ported from the DOS uh, game. This thing came out in '91. A couple discs. Here's the thing, everything Brent said is is exactly what is in the Amiga version. You set the traps, uh, you wait for the burglars to come stumbling after nine minutes. You have to do uh, fifty points of damage. That's all exactly the same. This is pretty much a direct port. He didn't bury this game enough, and so allow me, if I may, to bury this thing. The function key setup is idiotic. I, I submit to you the game gods, which has a three. Uh, three block inventory plus an attack plus a jump it's exactly like this game the difference being that the Bitmap Brothers were smart and they sat down and figured out a way to make that inventory system work with one joystick and one button. These guys were like "Guys, screw it. We'll just have them maneuver with the joystick and then have their hands positioned over the function keys like some kind of idiot. It doesn't work yo you're jumping up in the air and hitting F1 who does that? You know, what are we doing here? No good. The position of stuff, I mean, yes, is this like the film? It is. You you take that little brat around the house, you get all, those st- all that crap, and you try to butcher and kill these poor burglars who are just trying to earn a buck. The difference is, the game is really freaking tough. Not only, I agree with Brent, you can't, it's almost impossible to get past the first level, but a couple times, I would be like, say, uh, in the wrong spot, and then when the time ran out, the guys would tra- have me trapped. and You're screwed. The only weapon you've got to protect yourself is the BB gun. And of course, you have to hit the enter button to fire the bullets. You only get like three bullets. So basically, you're bone. Anyway, it goes. If these guys get you stuck somewhere, you're screwed. Uh, I thought the music sounded like, uh, 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 they gave a monkey, one of those old synthesizers, you see it, someone playing it at the mall, and just let him pound out some keys. I don't know how the music is in the PC version, but I was appalled by the Amiga version's music, and I looked up the guy who did it, just to humiliate him. His name is uh, his name is Tom McMail, and he <laughs> ma- he McMailed this sucker in, if you know what I mean. Uh, McMail, this was his only credit on the Amiga. Good. Get him out of here. I didn't like his little jaunty tune. I don't know what I don't know. It had nothing to do with the film. No good. Uh the entry the intro to this movie had some digitized graphics, and once you get the uh once the timer runs out, it shows Kevin like in his battle stance with all this crap on. But I mean it's not like this was some kind of i read the back of the box. They were like like they were like uh digitized music and sound. Like it's like this was a big deal. No, there were like two or three scenes of digitized music and sound. And that's it. Something else is once you finish the game, if you're so lucky to pull that trick, it just starts over. It's not like there's a, there's nothing else going on. I mean, the other games that we've talked about today, they sound so much cooler than this one. And this is the Amiga. I mean, what are we doing here? To me, this sounds like the old cheap port and we're done routine. Especially when you consider they just took the exact same keys. Heck, the manual for the Amiga and the DOS version is exactly the same. A, a, a dud. I looked this thing up just to see what the uh, uh, the luminaries, the brilliant people uh, from the magazines had to say. Lemon gave this a 5.14, and Boat, you know how liberal the Lemon people are. When they're giving this thing a 5, you know it's dirt. Mm-hmm. The uh, Amiga Computing gave it a 35. Your, our good buddies over at Amiga Joker, you know they don't screw around. The 31%, yo. <laughs> That's what I expected. And Amiga Power, 48 no one was having this uh, this uh, half-hearted attempt. I agree with Brent to a certain degree. There was a game here. There was something you could hang your hat on. I like the idea of setting traps for these guys, but even that methodology is lame. I mean, they don't look cool when they when they hit the traps. You know, like in the movies, I want to see some cutscenes and stuff. I want irons in the faces. I want guys stepping on Lego, all that crap.
4: And this, you don't get that. It's and a, you know it, why you don't get it, Aaron? I'm I do, s- Tell because they, they don't want to break the flow of gameplay with the cutscene. If you are in the room, you see them get burnt or you see them fall down. I know what's happened here. You've played this for 20 minutes, couldn't find the keys to do anything, and just went, well, I quit. Because I guarantee if you would have put any time into this, you would have keep the tarantula on you. And then when you get cornered, throw the tra- tarantula, and they'll run away. Then you can leave. You have three shots because they don't want you to use the BB gun for direct damage. It's supposed to be a thinking man's platformer set in the Home Alone universe, or... Just a dumb thing to run around, and set up some traps. Now and, and wait a minute, you're calling everyone. this the thinking man's platformer? <laughs>
2: for Spoken Home like Alone? a non-thinking man. No, this is not the thinking man's platformer. No, this this is some, was, no, no. This is the thinking man's platformer in the Home Alone universe. Oh my gosh, you're, you're that's a no. I'm not buying that. That whole thing. First of all, I, I played this. I wish I'd spent twenty minutes on this disaster. I played this thing for a long time trying to get off the first level
4: with there, these. And there's one level. Why would there be more levels? You don't go to another house. You don't meet. So them, let me get the this. Other so you're burger. still gonna put it over? I, no, by okay.
2: the way, we both read this. You think I could have not figured out the keys and done anything? I had to look it up just like you did. That manual, I found the key. That manual is solid gold money. Without who's that, gonna think that the function <laughs> keys are gonna be no, that important? And the inner no. button and all this stuff. You're defending that. The, no, hold on a second. Hold on a second, the Brent. No. you're telling me when you jumped up in the air to retrieve those trap elements and hit uh-huh. F one. You're thinking to yourself, man, this is a quality game. Nothing, no, no, s- no, no, nothing no. spells quality like jump up in the air and hitting a key. The
4: absolute first thing I said was the like the, the the controls are horrible. Yeah, But the gameplay is, is okay. No. And I'm not saying this is the next uh, super uber game. Let's all bow down to the Home Alone game. I'm saying this is a, 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 a uh, game based on the movie license. I agree with that. That captures the essence of the movie of that everyone remembers. No one cares about the first hour where he's learning how to shop. <laughs> screw all that. It's all about that's true. I agree with that. It's too. all about setting up traps and going after the bad guys. And that's what this game does. It boils it down and to a a, a thirty minute experience. Yeah. And that's exactly what it needed to be. Let me ask you, did you pay fifty dollars for this game, Brent? No one ever paid fifty dollars
2: for this oh, game. Oh yeah, they did. There, there's no or way this pounds, was 50 bucks. if you will And when you, when you roll back to the hizzy and you throw this sucker in the old disc drive and you get 30 minutes of hot Home Alone action, you're not, you're not thinking to myself, my God, that was the thinking man's platformer. You're thinking to yourself, my God, I'm an idiot and this game screwed me.
4: Thumbs down.
2: Thumbs down. If you go
4: out to the store and buy a Home Alone game and expect the next Ultima or the next Elite Dangerous, Come on. Listen. Give me a break. This is something you give little Timmy so he shuts up for an hour. So what and you're saying is you that. hate
2: children. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> okay. I think we've established that boat. Did you for hear this guy?
4: purpose, this gameplay and and you get and everyone wants to go, "Oh, I remember that from the movie. Oh, I remember that from the movie." And that's what this game does and it does it well.
2: I disagree. I think it's a dud, a big old dud. And and I'm in lockstep with a Mega Joker. 31% yo, it's crap. Boat. there you go. Solid all right. six. Ignore, well, I think all, the all that
3: can be said has been said during that exchange. So,
2: I'm uh, all sweaty and nervous over here. I'm yeah. hoping the Mega Drive can pull us out of the fire
0: here. I think well, the Delta brothers, brothers Bro. here, they're each going to get one a BB gun with three shots. <laughs> Let's do 10 paces and we'll see which version. And you know what's funny is um, my house has built in traps, so it's, it's, it works out. <laughs> I had a BB gun. I got a BB gun for my 10th birthday, which is way before when this movie came over. And it held a thousand BBs. Yeah. Like you had a <laughs> funnel that you put them in yeah. and it went all over the floor. So I don't know where this kid got a gun that only has three BBs in I was the eight. same way.
4: When I was about 12, I got shot with a BB gun in the neck. It only takes one BB. I I didn't want to play anymore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You only need one. (laughs) I really cried a
4: lot that day. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't even involved. I know. For, For once in your life, you weren't the cause of my pain and misery.
2: Listen, you're the cause of mine right now. Move along to Tim, Boat. Okay.
3: Tim, you bring us our last home loan port of the evening with the Mega Drive version. Now, I, I don't want to give anything away, but this is widely supposed to be the greatest version of them all, which is why from the beginning I planned to have you go last. All of the ways came before is a ruse. You're cutting. No pressure.
5: Uh, no pressure. Go for it, Tim. How the heck do I follow that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can fight with you, Tim, if it make you feel better. Fight me. <laughs>
5: oh man well in true pixel guidance style and normally Eric takes this I kind of like went on the dry statistics side of things with, with my run through I just created a big boring sheet <laughs> um, okay so Home Alone on the Mega Drive or the Genesis for you guys um, uh, it came in the UK uh, at the grand price of £39.99 and pence. yes people did buy it for that price
2: now how much was uh, that
5: Tim a- say it again 39 pounds and and 99 uh-huh. cents.
2: Now, what is that United States American dollars, if you guess? Uh, probably uh, at the time 99. a million pounds. Okay, Brent, did you hear that, <laughs> the Brent? It was 50 bucks. Dollars. Thank you, Tim. Carry on.
5: So this game was a single-player game, none of that multiplayer shenanigans like the, like the PlayStation 2. Now, this was unique as it was actually um, Sega themselves that I believe developed this title. I don't think THQ had any... Fingers in this particular pie. Um, it was released in November 1993. So much like, I guess it's kind of amalgamation of some of the other games that we've uh, trawled through. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a, a kind of like a platformer. Uh, there's a bit of exploration in there. Um, not quite as detailed as the PlayStation 2 in terms of the greenery. Uh, but there's um, uh, it's sort of like uh, you you start off the game anyway. Kevin um, must defend his neighbourhood against the wet bandits, as we know. Um, the um, the the idea is is that you have um, five houses that you have to defend in your neighbourhood uh, from the wet bandits. Now, I've gone through sort of like some of the basics here. Um, There's a a title screen when you start the game, um, which gives you the standard Home Alone music, and you can probably see it running behind me here in in a loop. Um, When you start the game, you get an option screen. So unlike the PC version, you can actually change your controls on this one. So you've got the three buttons. Um, Those three buttons control, so A to lay a tire. Yes, that's actually a thing in this game. There is a button defined for laying a tire, (laughs)
7: whatever
5: that means. uh, I will just leave it there. Um, B, to fire the particular weapon that you have in your hand at the time. And the weapon mechanic is actually one of the unique things in this game, which I quite like. Um, so one of the things, one of the only things I like in this game. Um, and C allows you to jump. So you can change the options in the game on the title screen. Uh, so you can just sort of like flip the order around in there. The start button in the game brings up the inventory selection. Um, so you can select the, um, the various different things within there that we'll get into in a minute. Um, so again, uh, on the title screen, we've got uh, the copyright um, what was it, 1992 by Sega um, and all rights reserved by 20th Century Fox. So they've got to get all their usual credits in. So when you press start, uh, like I say, you've got the option menu on the option menu, apart from the changing the controls, You've also got the option whereby um, you can listen to the amazing tunes that are on this, Uh, yeah, and uh, the sound effects. So it's got that traditional sort of like arcade style, you know, you can go through the different tunes in the game and that sort of stuff. So that's on the option screen. Um, So when you actually get into the game, um, first thing you do is you start off, you are sat on a motorized sled. Yes. A motorized sled. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes, laughs> Where right. this comes in, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there was any such thing in the film. Home Alone uh, 4, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, it's probably Home Alone 99.9, 9, I guess. Um, But yeah, so he sat on a motorized sled. Um, this thing has a charge meter, so it's very relevant for me. So uh, Some of you may not know, but I'm into EVs, um, so I found that quite a bit funny. Uh, he's in an EV-powered um, sled. Um, so anyway, he needs to roam around this area um, on his sled uh, across the snow, and you can pick up items. So he's just doing it now, actually, on the screen. That's rather convenient. Um, you can pick up items. Now the items are hidden in snowmen. Uh, yes, it's actually. You know, he's got got the kind of getting that Christmas theme in there with a bit of snow and snowmen. So you run over the snowmen with your sled um, and. Uh, the snowman disappears, and underneath the snowman is various different items, so like a tire or just a bunch of snowballs that you can pick up. Um, and that kind of like leads you into the, more into the mechanic of the game later on. So when I first played this game, I didn't have a single clue what was going on. Okay, I I didn't look at the instructions or anything like that. I Don't have the original of the game. I like Cody. I played it through um, my EverDrive, so just um, stuck it in and played it, um, and I, I had no idea what was going on with the game. You have the, the sort of like the standard um, HUD heads up display, so you have like your score, um, your charge meter, how many houses you got, and randomly how many tires you got. Um, so I was just taking it as though i just got to go around and maybe this particular level i just had to go around knock all the snowmen over and pick up the items i had no idea then all of a sudden it pops up this uh, loot bar so there's a bar on the screen and it says loot and this just suddenly started going um you know this bar started going up and then all of a sudden it popped up a message on the screen the wet bandits have flooded your house you have failed <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what do I do now? So at that point, that was the first time I played it. And I'm like, okay, this game is obviously utter trash. I turned it off in, dis- in, di- in, di- in disappointment. Um, so eventually I went back to it. I uh, watched a couple of videos on YouTube, sort of like had a, a bit of, more of an idea of, uh, of the game. Sort of like watched a couple of little walkthroughs and that sort of thing and a brief review. Um, so yeah, I, I got more into the game. So the idea is, is that you, uh, the first part of the game is initially you've got to race around as quick as you can, pick up a few items, and then you've then got to predict which house, so this is, imagine you're playing this for the first time, you've got to predict which house the Wet Bandits are going to visit first. There is no, you start off in front of Kevin's house, so it turns out to be that one I guess so fair enough um, so you've got to pick up the items you've got to go into the house and then when you enter the house off of your sled you get presented with a screen now you get like a, an overview a map of your house so like a little schematic and then on the left hand side you've got some booby traps that you can lay down in the house um, so again kind of a bit like the PC version and some of the others um, and you can lay those down in particular rooms. Certain items you can only do in door frames and certain items you can actually put on the floor for the wet bandits to trip over. Um, now what the idea is, is that you need to lace all of those houses as much as you can before the wet bandits start turning up. So you want to, the idea is, is obviously you want to do Kevin's house first um, and then um, eventually you see their van appear. Um, from sort of like off well off of the screen and you're sort of like following them around and working out which house they are actually going to go first um, and eventually you find out yes it's going to be Kevin's house so yep off you go into Kevin's house so you've laid a few traps and then you get into the house and yes so <laughs> the, the graphics inside the house is functional um, for a mega drive I kind of would have expected a bit more um, so the, the gameplay inside the house is you, uh, you have to walk along, run along, jump along, whatever can make you try and go quicker in this game. Um, and you have to obviously trip the bandits over, and in, and give them pain. It's all, this game is all about in giving them pain.
0: <laughs> I, I was so, in defense a lot. A lot of these games involve pain,
5: sometimes from the player.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. So um, so the wet bandits are, are the, the recipients of lots of pain within this game. Um, so they fall over certain booby traps. They fall through holes in the floor that randomly appear, which you can also fall through, um, and uh, as you go through the different levels within each house, so again, these houses are quite sprawling affairs over three or four floors. So again, you can see it running a bit in the background at the moment. Um, the interesting thing with the houses is they all have different designs. So you've got sort of like a mansion house, you've got a technological house, you've got a, I think it's like a country and western theme house or something like that. I don't know. Um, but anyway. Each of, each of the houses have different themes. Um, each have different rooms. So you've got the basement, uh, the lower floor, the, the sort of like the bedroom area. You can walk through different uh, sections in the house. Now, the where the game mechanic comes in here is to not only can you basically lay those traps down, but you can also obviously you've got the BB gun to start off with, uh, which you start off with some basic ammo for that. Um, and you can pick up items either outside or inside which will then allow you to build new weapons which is actually really cool i quite like this mechanic um so once you've picked up certain items now there are there are three specific things so you need a platform an operator and some ammo so the different things that you pick up uh, so for example one of the weapons i managed to build was a pepper bazooka um, so <laughs> that is made up <laughs> of uh so the platform is the snow dryer the operator is the balloons and the ammo is the pepper um and i'm not even going to go into a burger time reference with peppers there Cody. <laughs> just, 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 just pepper. going con- <laughs> to concentrate on this gift. um now again I will say, Eric, I'm sorry, this does have the 20-minute timer, but that is the limit of the game, mercifully, on this. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's our <all it> takes. <laughs>
6: so
5: the tw- the tw- you've got to essentially defend each house, lay, lay the traps, uh, fall through holes and floors, jump, collect different weapons, that sort of thing, make the weapons, um, and try and survive for 20 minutes on the beginner level now if you choose the expert level yes that's it it actually doubles you can double your pain in this game and go up to 40 minutes of pure endurance fun no Um, so going back to um what i was saying about the inside of the house uh, one of the things that's really annoying is that the wet bandits will pick you up so if you run into them or they run towards you, they pick you up and they take you off into certain points in the houses where they've got pegs on the wall. And they literally peg you up on the wall. So you're there dangling with your little feet <laughs> like oh, this. Man. It's a dead <laughs> and back it's the most annoying thing <laughs> in the world. So they're standing <laughs> there and the, one of the wet bandits and you've got the little safes on the wall, which they are basically stealing the loot out of. So you've got, I don't know, I think it's like six safes per house So they're standing there, wiggling, you know, trying to get into the safe. Um, And you're standing there right beside them with your legs wiggling like this, trying to get off of the peg. (laughs) And it's just (laughs) crazy. So you're stood there and there's nothing you can do. So eventually you fall off. Now, the other thing is that if the wet bandits then cross your path while you're standing there wiggling your legs, then all of a sudden you fall down and then they just put you straight back up. (laughs)
0: So, yeah. There's not a parent in this channel that hasn't daydreamed about doing that a child.
5: <laughs> <draw> that <out. laughs> I, I had no ideas, obviously, about doing that to Danica. I will say that now.
7: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so anyway, that's the, that's the mechanic of the game. And I think you kind of get the idea from that. Um, so you've just got to stall out the, the Wet Bandits for 20 minutes. Um, as you go through each house, the idea is obviously to... Uh, max out the pain meter for the wet bandits and then you win that house you take over and they run out so they then get in the car or, or the van in this case they move on to the next house which hopefully you but booby trapped now i didn't actually manage to get um the pain meter maxed out because i just kind of wanted to get this old game over and done with um so I managed to hold them off in the first house for, I think around about 12 minutes. And then I knew I now had another five, ha- another four houses after that. Um, and so I thought, well, I'm probably just going to do this anyway. Um, so I followed them round into another couple of houses and eventually they flooded, I think three of the houses. So I had two houses left and then that was it. Then the cops turn up, um, bust the wet, wet bandits. Um, Now, the scoring mechanic in this is interesting because with each house you uh, either save or don't save, you get score based on what you do. So the the booby traps that you lay, how many times you hit the bandits and you get points for collecting things inside and outside the house. Um, When you uh, finish the game, you get to the end of the time, the 20 minutes it then gives you a rating. So I didn't save any of the houses. Or, well, although uh, he, uh, the, I managed to stall them out, so I had two houses left. So I thought I didn't do too bad, actually. Uh, but apparently on this, my rating was wimp at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So that's the Mega Drive version. Um, I think there is a game in there somewhere. Um, And I can see kind of why, especially hearing some of the other nightmares, um, that this one kind of got some of the better ratings. Um, Now, there is a couple of magazines here over in the UK um, that gave this game some ratings. Um, So we've got um, Mean Machine Sega. So they they were quite a um, harsh reviewing magazine. So this, they gave it 43% overall, and this was their summary. Uh, those expecting fun and excitement will be di- disappointed. Home Alone is dull, te- is a dull and tedious game with little going for it. Uh, <laughs> and then Megatech, uh, it's a magazine I used to read an awful lot. Um, so this was in the November 1992. They gave it a bit more of a positive spin. Um, and it's interesting that what Brent said is um, this kind of like is a game for more for kids. So they said um, they gave it 70 percent, which I think was high praise. Indeed, I think you'll agree. Um, and they said it's a fair game of the film, but one of the best, one of the, its best left to young. Really. Um, so my take on it, I guess, is a slightly playable game. Um, I like the mechanics of assembling all the weapons. Um, I think that was quite unique. To I don't think it was in any of the other other games, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, So that was a a nice feature on that. Um, It was kind of, I guess, a first-party title with it being developed by Sega. Um, One of the things that you do get at the end of the 20 minutes is you kind of get the the credits for the game. Um, So the programmers for this um, were Brian A. Rice, Chuck Baston or Baston um, and they were I think they were either brothers or or very strange random names to have together so it's Mike and Rob McCool Um, if I had had to pay 40 pounds for this load of dross back then I would have been extremely disappointed and took it straight back for a refund Um, I I, yeah it's it's not really Something that I would consider a fantastic game. It's playable, I guess, to an extent. There is something to it, um, but for forty pounds on the Mega Drive, you've there's an awful lot of other games that you can play other than Home Alone.
2: Is that the go. glowing review you're expecting there, Aaron? Well, you know, I mean, I hope that Brent was watching that. See, that's he—he—he he, he sort of slammed that game, but that's a proper game with a bunch of different facets. You know, multiple levels long. I mean, that was a $50 game. We paid $50, and we got the El Dodo Grande,
4: you know. But yeah, you can shake I have your a, head. I have a question with uh, the weapon creation. Did it hold your hand? Did it say, you know, get this, this, and this, and then make your
5: weapon? Not at all, no. No, the only thing it does do, I will give it some credit for this, is that if you pick certain items up and you go into your screen, it will auto-match. So, it will give you a suggestion of a weapon that you can make, basically. That's so cool our whole game. That.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's the best yeah. part. I mean, that yeah. part sounds yeah. cool, but I mean, I do have to fire one shot at this version, and I would fire the same shot at uh, the Brents and Aaron's, and I would probably fire more, but my BB gun only has three bullets. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: but. Uh, I think you get
0: about 10 shots on this one. Uh, the, it's a thinking uh,
3: man's BB gun. Yeah.
5: I think I need all more,
0: all I these a... versions, everybody talks about what a great thing it is to uh, that. they You're able to remap your controls. I just want to point out in the PlayStation two version, you don't need to remap the controls because they make sense. So all these games where you have to change the controls to play the game. PS two one was, was a good, uh, you know, from the game. Yeah, I'm not
5: saying that the controls didn't make sense. I'm just saying there's an option to do that. You should right, the PS2
4: controls because you don't want to play it.
5: Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say on the Genesis one, this is the other one that I, that I was familiar with before uh, we started this. I always felt it was a little... Uh, uh, gosh, I don't know. Like it wasn't fair that uh, Kevin is now not only defending his own house, but now he's like leading the neighborhood watch. Yeah. Like, he's defending yeah. five houses <laughs> or whatever, which is a lot to put on a ten-year-old.
4: And that's also that's a lot of people gone at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's the also the whole block just went on vacation. It's Christmas. The and whole, they're all rich. They went that's to the, the Hamptons.
3: Whole, that's the whole conceit of the movie, though. That's the reason why you know they can't get a hold of any of the other parents when they're when they're on their on their trip because they're all gone on vacation. So that part makes sense.
1: It's not lost on me that this game is based on uh, breaking and entering to prevent other people from breaking and entering.
3: Hey, you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Of note. (laughs) All right. Well, as we bring this show to a conclusive end, um, we have uh, something a little special that's been uh, produced for us by our buddy Pixels at Dawn, uh, uh, chairman of the Amigos Game Selection Committee, moderator to the stars. Uh, and uh, a, a podcast co-host himself on the Hitching Post podcast. Uh, Aaron, do you have that ready to go, that little
2: snippet? Theoretically, Boat. I'm going to hit All the right. button and we'll see if something happens. All you right. You guys won't see it, but everyone else will. Let's see what happens.
8: Have yourself wacky little Christmas, though this year may bite, from now on Top Nana will be out of sight. From now on, West Virginia won't be miles away. Here we are talking retro days, happy Amiga days. us. Heaven's got beer for us, for sure. Through the years, we all have been together. If he'll be the internet allowed, final
7: bow
8: so have yourselves a wacky little Christmas now
2: outstanding outstanding I'm a I'm sorry you guys could hear that. that was gold. Pixel's tiny, clappy. Tremendous. Very good.
3: Very good. We actually could hear that if we oh, can watch the stream oh, while beautiful. we, yeah.
2: Outstanding work, Pix. What a singer he is. Fireside is glorious. If that doesn't get you into the Christmas spirit, nothing will. Absolutely. And looking
4: quite dapper.
2: That's mm-hmm. right. Very good. All right. So we do
3: want to thank uh, all of our patrons we've gone so long this evening i think we will forego the patreon song tonight uh just as a favor to all of uh, thank all you, of you, all, all you christmas miracle that's right <laughs> but it will be back with a vengeance next oh, week we no. might even have a uh, we might even have a patreon uh, band song i know we've got one in the kitty coming up so be on the lookout for that Uh want to thank uh, once again, uh, why don't we go ahead and have uh, representatives from each show uh, talk a little bit about their own podcast. Let's start with the biggest show, the Pixel Guide In podcast. Why don't you guys talk a little bit about your show, well, what you what you do, where we can find you, etc. Well,
1: when you say the biggest, I assume you mean by uh, quantity, by the yes, length of show. Yes, by quantity, <laughs> by amount of
3: hosts, all the important
1: things. Oh, amount of hosts, yes. Quantity and quality are of equal importance here at Pixel Guide In. Um, but, yeah, if you guys haven't checked out our show yet, uh, it's uh, just three guys uh, talking, drinking beers and talking video games for the most part. Um, we do all kinds. Eric has his own segment. Uh, Tim, our boy over there, you've heard him just a second ago from the U.K., has our U.K. perspective on things. Um, we do a little bantering. We don't, uh, we don't quite, quite a, uh, fight quite as much as uh, we might have heard some other people on this show bicker. But, you know, we have our disagreements. we have our hot takes Uh, we like to battle uh, games uh, once a month we also like to do uh, segments we call six good games where you pick a topic and we all just find games that we think are good that kind of meet the criteria Uh, for example uh, in the past we've done uh, well for for last year for our anniversary we did six good uh, games with Gaiden in the title um, which there's a lot of Japanese games that Gaiden in the title um but we release uh, episodes of varying lengths, you know, anywhere from uh what we try to do is under two hours, but almost up to four hours at points. <laughs> Every fifteenth and thirtieth, uh right here on the Amigos Network. Uh did I miss anything, Eric, Tim?
6: I got you got it all. I
5: think you got it all there.
2: Yeah. It's a great show and you get a great perspective from three guys, Tim in the UK, the boys in California. I've, been, I've listened to every show since the very first one. I was right there at the beginning. I always love it. I highly recommend it. Plus, it's the only way that I keep even marginally in touch with modern gaming. That's the only yeah, we'll, way.
1: <laughs> I will say, so we cover, we, we say everything retro and retro inspired. So we do play newer titles, indie titles, um, but at our hearts is retro gaming. So a lot of those new titles are kind of riffs on old games and things like that. Um, I will say we cover every system from the TI-99 all the way up to today um and part of that part of the reason that is uh there are only so many good games per system and eventually if you start covering every game you have to hit games like home alone which we try to avoid (laughs) not us (laughs) (laughs) we'd like to spread a wide net
3: all right thank you very much guys all right why don't we go to flack
0: next well hey uh uh I do a couple different podcasts. One that uh, everybody on the network is probably familiar with is Sprite Castle, which is a podcast where I play, review, and discuss Commodore 64 games. I talk a little bit about Commodore 64 news and uh, all stuff Commodore 64. So you can um, find that on uh, my website, which is podcast.robohera.com, Or if you subscribe to the Amigos Master Feed, uh, you will also find copies of that. And I've also started uh, doing some streaming of the same games that I review. So those streams also end up over on the Amigos uh, YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com forward slash Amigos Retro Gaming. Um, I do another podcast called You Don't Know Flack which started out as a technology-related podcast where I talked about old computers and old arcade games and video games and stuff like that. And somehow down the rabbit hole, I have episodes about ninjas and, and tornadoes and, and all kinds of goofy stuff. So, uh, And you can find those uh, in, in those same places and, uh, of course, on uh, uh iTunes if uh, that's where you get your feeds from so but I just uh, I like talking about old stuff and I like talking to all the guys uh, that are here in the channel tonight everybody that's on here is uh, all kindred spirits all guys love old computers and and, uh, games and uh, all that kind of stuff
3: yeah and if you you guys don't listen to uh, if you guys don't know this already Flack this guy that that is before you right now is the reason why we started Amigos because uh, I listened to You Don't Know Flack for years and years. And then when he started Sprite Castle, um, we, uh, I thought, and he, he actually, you he published an episode about how to do a podcast. Did, and I yeah. listened yeah. to that and I thought, Hey, I could do that. And so that you are the reason for the season. I revealed all the smoke and mirrors.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob, you mentioned that early you were a tech podcast that turned into a not tech podcast. Am I nuts or
0: wasn't one of your first couple episodes on Dungeons and Dragons? It was, it was like, uh, you know what, that was episode number two, yeah. because on episode number one, I said, this is a tech podcast, and I'm only talking about tech yeah. things, and then um, Gary Kongax died, yeah and I was like, on episode two, I go, well, that went out the window, so uh, if you if watch any of my streams, you know that wherever, wherever we wind up is not where the ship started sailing, <laughs> there's no telling what uh, the next thing will be about.
3: All right, now we go to the dim boys. What does that even mean? Where did you get that from?
0: You don't have to worry
2: about that, Boat. That's what we are, the dim boys. Okay. You know, Brent, tell everyone what we do over on ARG.
4: You know, we we take a a classic system or topic or uh, random subject matter and, and we dive deep. Deep into its gameplay, and, and pull two wonderful or not so wonderful games out of that library, and put them to the test on a little podcast we like to call Classical Gas. Oh wait, no,
2: wrong show, dummy. <laughs>
4: that, that was twenty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> on a little on a little show we call ARG Presents. Uh, we spin the <laughs> wheel, which is a literal wheel, as you can see behind Aaron if he next time he is on screen, and we make the deal by diving deep into usually uh, systems we have known nothing about so we can all learn together. Uh, because Brent does over... no research. Oh, give me a break. He just
2: randomly I... picks systems because they sound cool.
4: Well, okay, I, I, I do do yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the The show actually started with Aaron and John, and I took over about show 16, and we are currently on show 146. Uh, so we keep on right or rolling, and of course we are a part of the uh, Amigos Retro Gaming Network. Uh, and we've had a great, fun time doing it. Sometimes we bicker, and sometimes we uh, uh, agree wholeheartedly. So it, it's it's a wild take every time we do it. And Aaron has been known to illegally spin the wheel from time to time. We try not to let him do that, but you know how it goes. That was for
2: demonstration purposes only, man. You know, I want to mention, you know, one thing I like about ARG is we find all kinds of crazy uh, machines. Whether we want to or not. I got a Twitter note from our good buddy Laurent Giroux. He picked up his own in-the-box copy of Yeti, Brent. So that's the kind of stuff, yeah. There you go. Stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we we do ha- we have a good time over there. If you're into like just I don't know a couple dipsticks screwing yeah, around with a idiots. wheel, that's it. I there mean, you go. Don't
4: co- don't come for incredible knowledge. Yeah. Just you know, we, <laughs> we can't got, provide that.
2: We don't, we don't got that. I can, oh, I can attest
5: to <laughs> for the fights. I, mean. I can to some of the weird and wacky stuff that you guys covered because you guys covered the Sam Coop.
2: Oh yes, yeah. uh, Me me Wanty. I like that one. <laughs> well, those things bad. <laughs>
5: Oh. That's a crazy bonkers machine
4: that is. I, I, I just received this in the mail today. Uh, this is a Christmas card from Chris Folds, featuring the Sam Coupe, <laughs> right on old, right on the old cover there. Beautiful. Yeah. How I, can you beat that? I also got a you card can. from Folds, and
2: he had wings on the front of mine. So customized my card to my taste. My card had blue Max
3: on it. Oh, so look Folds at that! Getting around.
2: <laughs> I love it. He knows what, what we he like. Knows. He, knows. he knows
3: what we like. All right. And if you are happening to listen to this show and you don't know about the Amigos podcast, uh, this is the show that Aaron and I do. We've been doing for the past five years since 2015, since the 25th anniversary of the Amiga. We've been doing an Amiga game every week, plus all the scene news, a rundown of what's been going on in the world of the Amiga. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, supposedly. <laughs> and uh, we have
2: a good time until you bad mouth stuff boat then it goes south on us
3: <laughs> but um but yeah so uh you know the the best thing about everything that we do in my opinion is the community uh we've met so many great people uh through the discord uh through the messages that we receive and you know all of the shows i feel like on the network bring something new and a fresh take uh in a, in a different way and i love hearing all the different voices from all the different places it's it's really made um it's really made my year to see all this happen, you know, just 2020 has been so horrible and to see, you know, the, the, the network, you know, expanding like we, we have is really brought joy to, to my heart.
2: Love Well said, but I want to, I want to shout out to all, we, we've been doing the Amigas for a while and we've been a lot of great people. I've got a lot of nice cards, uh, for Christmas. I've got a lot of nice gifts, uh, from a lot of people uh dave has sent me a, a bunch of stuff and uh, uh, uh folds and some nice cards you know uh and it's, i appreciate it i want to mention uh i just got this in the mail it says this is like a holy grail i finally have achieved boat uh, this sent to me by the slow norris is in fact an amiga 1000 keyboard cable boat i finally there you go i'm in the game
3: you got no more excuses i'm
2: in the game <laughs> I what, what's that supposed to mean? I've never an excuse. But yes, I appreciate that my friend uh, and all you guys that uh help uh keep us doing this. Uh we appreciate it. I think everyone here would agree that that uh, uh the community that uh, that is uh, that's built up around us is a strong, happy community and despite all the crappy stuff going on in the world, uh it's it's always tri- uh, positive and, and uh, fun to be with. And that's, uh, that's part of the reason we keep on trucking in the boat and everybody that keeps on It's the only the reason rolling. we keep on trucking. Absolutely. Absolutely. All there right, guys. Thanks
3: as always for listening. And make sure you check out uh, Pixel Guide In, Sprite Castle, ARG Presents, and the Amigos coming at you every week, except for uh, Pixel Guide, which is every two weeks. But, and Sprite <laughs> Castle, also every two weeks. Man, do I know how to close it up or nice what? Nice one, <laughs> We'll see you guys next time, and I want to hear you. everybody say it. Until then, adios,
2: adios. adios. adios.